Welcome to the Lucy Walker Recruitment Podcast with Mark and Christina. With over 25 years experience, we have the knowledge to support your career journey. So employers and job seekers, please listen in now as we share the best strategies and techniques guaranteed to help companies secure the talent to help deliver corporate growth and for job seekers to maximize their individual career opportunities. Hello and welcome to the very first Lucy Walker Recruitment Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Christina. So tell me, Christina, are you the same Christina who's on BBC Radio Leeds Breakfast Show offering recruitment and employment advice? I am indeed. Wow. Well, I'm obviously not worthy, but hopefully it means the listeners are in good hands. Anyway, that's the introductions done. Let's get on with the show. So as this is a very first podcast, we wanted to make sure we made a good first impression with you guys. Yeah, and obviously first impressions really count in all walks of life, so we want to make sure that everyone tunes in and doesn't switch us off in the first 30 seconds. Well, hopefully. We're up to 35 seconds now, so it's looking good. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, first impressions are so important. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples, really. Put yourself forward to the summer. You're, you're on holiday in the south of France, and you're walking along a street in the evening, trying to find a restaurant. You have one on the left where people are literally trying to drag you in. Um, you see big pictures of food uh, and you see practically no one in there. And then on your, your right-hand side, directly opposite, you've got one with tablecloths. You've got a few people there, not loads because it's early evening. No one trying to force you in. What's your decision? Tablecloths or the one with the big pictures? I think most of us would choose the one with the tablecloths, wouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Another example of that is in this day and age, we've got so much access to viewing any products or services online specifically before we make a decision about a purchase. So looking at websites, that's the first impression of a company. And in any area, such as searching for a holiday, a hotel, a restaurant, childcare, you're going to look at that website and you're going to make a first impression of what you view of that website. So it's really important to make sure that the website looks great and looks engaging and, and is functional for, for people to have a look at. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was, um, you know, looking for someone to do some work on my roof and I brought up two roofers' websites and one just had the basic contact details and another had pictures with smiling faces of the owner, uh, examples of his work, I'd be more likely to ring that one first. That's That's just the way it is with first impressions, I think. Yes, what do they say? You only get one chance to make that first impression. Because we all have these preconceived ideas, don't we, that some uh, that sometimes are good to go with, but other times we probably just need to take a step back from. So that leads us on to our first topic, which is first impressions for interview. So today we've got seven top tips in first impressions from both an employee and an employee perspective. Mark, what's number one? Number one is a real bugbear of mine, and it's being on time. Now, I don't mean it's a bugbear of mine being on time. I mean being late. I really hate people who are late for things. Well, I don't hate them as people, but I hate the concept of being late. I think it's rude and I think it shows lack of preparation and appreciation. I am that person who infuriates his kids by arriving ridiculously early when no one else is there, but that's just me. Yes, and I think this can be from both the job seeker and also the employer's side as well, because if a job seeker maybe turns up to an interview and the employer who is interviewing them is running behind and they're not punctual for the interview... It leaves a lasting impression with Job Seeker as well, and it makes you consider maybe what the company is like and the management style as well. Yes, you don't want to be left sat in reception for half an hour when you've actually uh, turned up early. It doesn't bode well. It doesn't give you a good first impression of that business, 
and how the people there work and prioritise things. By the same token, I think, if you're attending an interview, we always encourage people to do that preparation and maybe do the journey the day before if they can. Certainly to have a look on the map, how they're going to get there, how long it's going to take, whether they're driving, where they can park, how long the trains take, how long the buses take, etc., etc. Just to build in a bit of slack and just fully prepare so that they're there on time. The interview starts really when you leave home. So when they get there, uh, they're not panicking and they're, and they're not going to be late um, and the start of the interview is not impacted. They can get there 15 minutes before and think through how that interview is going to run for them and look good from their perspective. Um, we've got a good example of this, really. Um, a girl who registered with us who'd um, had been in Nottingham and is relocating to Leeds. Um, she went for an interview with a law firm in Nottingham and was kept waiting in reception with no explanation by a partner for 30 minutes. No explanation at all. Nothing said during the interview. You can imagine that this didn't leave her with a good impression. So that's it for the first one. Make sure you're on time. Point number two is to be clear. So this is in terms of how you communicate through the interview, thinking about your language, make sure you are very clear in how you communicate your answers to the interviewer. Think about how you talk through your CV as well. Be clear on your experience, really know your CV and even have it in front of you so you can clearly demonstrate specific experience and relate to that from a personal level. An example of this, a friend of mine in the industry went for an interview, which were that they were more than capable for. Unfortunately, they didn't get the interview, um, the job role, and the feedback was that they didn't have the, the right experience for the role itself. Now, the person in question did have the experience, but unfortunately, on the day, they weren't able to clearly communicate this to the interviewer, and they had a, a bad day, basically, at interview, but they, they didn't communicate this, and as a result, they missed out on the opportunity, unfortunately. Yeah, and from the client's side, I really think they need to put that time in to make sure that, that they are clear and they know what they're looking for from the people they're interviewing um, with regard to what the job entails, what the job's spec is about so there's so there's just no confusion like you said uh, between the two parties third point is preparation so if you're going for an interview you need to make sure you prepare you need to make sure you know the company that you're going to you know about the core values what they do as a business maybe research some of their competitors definitely have a look at their website as we've mentioned before this is really important as far as first impressions are concerned have a good read through the job description or the profile that you've been sent prior to the interview and really prepare yourself with some potential questions that you may be posed throughout the interview process. Yes, and what's the old saying? Fail to prepare is preparing to fail, and it's so true, isn't it? Um, I've got a good example on this of a of a director of a business in Wakefield that I know who um, was interviewing some potential employees, um, and what he always likes to do um, is Google them first when he gets the names through of um, who he's going to interview. Um, and we're all human, aren't we? I think we, we all turn around and see situations and think, oh, I'll just Google that um, and see what comes up. Um, he Googled one of these candidates whose CV he said looked really good um, and his social media presence led him to not take that candidate through to interview. Um, I think there was there's pictures of various uh, party nights which um, didn't really set the right impression for him as an employer. So just preparing, taking that as well. You know, you really need to go into some detail. 
Yes, definitely. And I think it would be something that if you are going to go through an interview process, I'd be mindful of reviewing your personal social media accounts and maybe block some of the privacy settings so that these are not available to the public eye or remove anything that you feel may be detrimental to your job search. As we've said, we're all human. Everyone has a life outside of work, but just think about something that may potentially have a negative impact on, on a potential employer looking looking to hire you. Another thing we've touched on in point two is to really make sure you know your CV. If you get asked a question on your CV and you can't answer that question immediately, it's not going to look good for you in interview. So make sure you know your specific dates, what your roles are really involved at each company you've worked for. Okay, and from the employer side, you know, it is 2019 after all, and there aren't the number of quality candidates around these days. So it's so important that as an employer, you brand your organisation so that you have a good website, you're providing the person on interview with a good experience of your company and its values and your people because you are more often than not in competition with other companies for these individuals. It's no longer a case that people are going to snap your hand off just because you like them. It's very much a two-way process. This is a big topic, really, which I think we'll pick up on another podcast. So other things to consider throughout the preparation stage of the interview process is think about who will be involved in the process itself and at what stage they may be involved. Also think about how many stages of interview there may be so you can inform the interviewees of their availability and how many stages they would need to be available for. And then think about what questions you might want to ask and why you want to ask these questions in terms of measuring suitability. And this will help you through the interview process. Yeah, and I think from an employer's perspective, it's important to make sure that you've got a system for scoring people too. Um, think about what factors you're going to score them on, how many people are going to be involved in that scoring process, so that if there is different people involved at different stages, you can compare and be objective um, and not base it upon how well you get on some, with someone, which can be a big problem sometimes when people recruit. Point number four is dress code. This is something that's really, really important in terms of first impressions and can be a lasting impression that could potentially have a negative impact on how you're viewed by a potential employer. So really think about your presentation, how you appear, make sure you're smart and presentable when turning up for an interview. Yeah, what do they say? It takes a few seconds, doesn't it, to make a first impression. And these first impressions are often formed from how someone appears if you're coming for an interview at, say, a financial institution uh, and you've got a Simpsons tie on, as much as I like the Simpsons, some someone may think, well, is this guy really serious enough for what we want? Of course, they might be totally wrong when they start talking to him, but we are talking about first impressions. You know, I've heard an example of a business in Leeds who um, a guy turned up for interview, his CV looked good, it was his day off, um, he was going to a skateboard park afterwards. So he turned up in his skateboard attire with a skateboard. Yeah, really. Needless to say, he didn't get the job, not just because he brought a skateboard in, but but think ahead. Again, it comes back to the being prepared, planning, thinking, should I be doing this? Also, from the employer's side, it's obviously important for you to be presentable and professional yourself. However, depending on company culture, if you work in quite a relaxed environment, a creative agency maybe, where it's not a corporate environment where you need to be suited and booted on a daily basis and everyone's dressed in casual wear, that's absolutely fine. But if someone turns up to an interview and they're suited and booted, make them aware and make them feel at ease with the environment they're in. And while it's great that they've turned up to interview in professional interview wear, just make them aware that this is a setup in the organisation so they feel more at ease. 
a friend of mine in marketing went for an interview at a creative agency and they warned ahead of the interview to, to make them aware that they, they dress down as a company on a daily basis. They don't, they don't wear suit and, and corporate wear. So to make them aware they could wear jeans, casual wear if, if they wanted to be more comfortable at the interview stage, which is great to make people in it, make people aware ahead of an interview. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, number five is body language. Now, this for first impressions is majorly important. And the one I'm going to start with is the handshake, which is the first form of actual contact in in most cases. Now, we all think there's nothing worse than a really bad handshake because it is that first impression, isn't it? If ever I shake someone's hand and it's a really bad what I call wet fish style handshake, I think, oh, no, I'm not sure about this person at all. And again, uh, I appreciate it might be wrong, but it's my first impression. Another point associated with this is when you meet someone, smile at them. Again, if someone smiles at you, you've almost got a tendency to smile back at them. So it certainly gets you off on the right footing. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of other things to consider in terms of your posture, Make sure you're confident in yourself and you'll present yourself confidently as well. That's a great first impression from an employer perspective. Make sure you make eye contact throughout the process. Obviously, we don't want anyone sat staring someone in the eye and being unnatural, but make sure you make constant eye contact throughout your conversations. Yeah, because really, if someone won't look at you, you tend to think, hmm, this is a bit strange, this. So yeah, eye contact, I agree, Christina, is very important. Also, think about your shoulder position make sure that you're relaxed as well. Obviously, interviews are quite a nerve-wracking experience, but if you relax in yourself and your posture, it will help you relax throughout the process as well, and hopefully this will then have a positive impact on how you deliver and communicate throughout the process. Another one to think about is make sure you don't sit there with your arms crossed. It's quite a negative body language sign. If you sit there with your arms crossed, it can come across as quite brash and that you're not very open or taking anything on board. So relax, sit comfortably in your chair, and try any avoiding any arm-crossed actions. Yeah, and I think the same points really apply from the employer, because again, an interviewee, um, a candidate, will want to see you smiling. They'll want a firm handshake. They'll be expecting eye contact throughout the process. I think you could probably get away with it as an interviewer, making more hand gestures and being a bit more active, because that can probably show your passion more for your organisation and the role. But generally, all these points apply as well. Another one, actually, is something that has come up over the years, being in recruitment. Some feedback we've had from candidates who've been at interview is about body language throughout the entire process, showing engagement. Obviously, you want the candidates and job seekers to be engaged throughout the, the process and really listening to what you're saying. But you also want to have that impression on the job seeker as well to make sure that they feel engaged by you and the organisation and not displaying any disinterested um, behaviour, body language or getting any negative feedback from you. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so that's point five. So we're now on to point six. Um, Point six is show respect. Um, I've got another example here of... um, Someone who turned up for an interview uh, with a friend of mine who actually refused to put their phone away. Um, and they, and at several points during what turned out to be a short interview, needless to say, um, they were checking their phone. Um, and I'm not sure if that's because they were bored, uh, but it's just bizarre behaviour. Mm. 
But think so think about it. When you go in, turn your phone off, anything else you've got, switch it off, put it away in your bag, your jacket, you just don't need it. I think as well in terms of respect, it works both ways from both the job seeker and the interviewer that you need to show mutual respect. We're both on a level page, really. The interviewer needs to sell the company and the candidate, the interviewee, needs to sell themselves and have a mutual respect for each other and not put one on a pedestal. No, definitely, definitely. Okay, yeah. And another thing on the same thing of respect is if someone's going through your CV and you were at a company for six months and you left for whatever reason... Don't turn around and say, oh, yeah, that manager was rubbish. He was horrible. He was awful. I really didn't like him. Be respectful. You don't know whether the person interviewing you is, in fact, best mates with the person you're talking about. So you need to show some respect from that perspective and stay neutral in your comments. And that's actually the same for employers as well. If you want to sell your business and showcase yourself and differentiate yourself from maybe your competitors or others in the market then showcase what you're doing to be better than those other companies. Don't badmouth competitors. That's not really something you should focus on at this stage. No, okay, yeah. And the last point we have, point number seven, is believe. Now, I can't say the word believe without thinking about Polar Express. Now, (laughs) I don't know whether you've seen that film, but it's a a fantastic film. And the the character of Tom Hanks is uh, is a train conductor and he's tapping out on his ticket... The, the word believe for the boy. So it always reminds me of that. Yeah. I mean, believe in yourself, your confidence to do the role and your abilities, your skills, your experience, and that'll help your confidence and your body language throughout the process. Yeah. You've got to remember that if someone selected you f- from your CV or from the description they've had from a recruiter that you're good for the role, then go in thinking, yeah, I am good for this role. And I will demonstrate that during the course of this interview. As Mark said as well earlier in the podcast, there's a lot of competition in the market in terms of selling your business to candidates. Candidates have got a lot of opportunity. It's it's a candidate-driven market we're in. You need to be really positive and believe in the company and the role that you're selling and to believe that you really are selling a better opportunity than anything else that's out there at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Christina. Okay, so we'll summarise for you the seven points. So number one was being on time. Number two was being clear in your communication and your language style. Number three was preparation. Preparation is key. Number four was dress code. Number five was body language. Number six is show respect. And number seven is believe. Okay, so we'll actually be putting this podcast on our website um, under the insights section, as well as on iTunes. And the post will have some links to some downloads for the facts on this. And you can also check out our candidate and client downloads when you've got um, a minute. Um, the website address is www.lucywalkerrecruitment.com. Okay, so I think that's what they call a wrap. Yeah, and I've enjoyed that. And I hope you have. And I hope that we've created a good f- first impression on you. Christina? Yeah, definitely. And we'll be looking at further podcasts and selecting topics that are more relevant when we get inquiries about these. But if you do have any topic areas you'd be interested in us discussing, we'll be having guest speakers along the way as well. If anyone would like to appear on the podcast itself, also inquire at marketing at lucywalkerrecruitment.com. Okay, bye for now. But I just want to say thanks to Denise, who's put us on track with these podcasts. So thanks, Denise. Yeah, thank you.